It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, brought to you by Fetch Me Home Delivery. Download the free Fetch Me Delivery app. You can have your family meal delivered or just your personal meal, whatever. In 45 minutes or less, FetchMeDelivery.com or the free Fetch Me app. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I use it each and every weekend for like the last uh, three or four weeks. I mean, really ever since football started and you just, you don't want to miss anything. So you don't want to leave your house and my wife judges me, but then Fetch Me gets here and the people are always so nice and she gets delicious food delivered to her home as well. And she's like, okay, you're right. Every single weekend, happens every single weekend. So use the free app, Fetch Me 20 for your first delivery free. When you're checking out, use that promo code. Highly recommend it. And thank you, Fetch Me, to, to sponsoring the show. And in just a minute, we're going to chat with Josh Vitale of the Montgomery Advertiser to talk about the game tomorrow or Saturday, depending on when you're listening. But I, uh, you know, I've kind of said it throughout the week. I think LSU is really, really good. And I just have a hard time seeing Auburn being able to pull this one off. I know if you're listening to this show, you were a, uh, you were probably an Auburn fan, but I think what Joe Burrow is doing is, is, is at too high of a level right now. And I just don't respect Auburn's passing defense. If they come out and show out, I will gladly eat crow on Monday. I hope I'm wrong. But just looking at it, I, I just don't see I don't see where the matchups favor Auburn. On offense, I think Auburn's gonna be able to move the football, but on I, I just see them having a hard time stopping. And when it comes down to if it's fireworks, you know, if it's in like, you know, low forties to mid thirties is the final score, I think I benefit LSU. Now, if rain is a factor, which We'll talk to Josh about that in a second. It doesn't look like it's going to be as much as we thought earlier in the week. But if that's a factor, I think it kind of changes. Uh, I think it changes changes things. And it if it gets ugly, if it's scrappy, and you know it's a thirteen to seven type of game, I like Auburn. I like Auburn's chances there, just because that's a defensive battle, and I think the team with the better defense is Auburn. So defense travels. That's kind of been a big uh, big thing that we've been saying all week, but. Bo Nix playing on the road, I, I'm not confident in it. Until he does it and he plays in a plays well, I, guess, I should say, plays well in a in a violent situation. I, I just don't trust it. Now, good news for Auburn fans: if Bo Nix does not perform well on the road at LSU this weekend, he doesn't really have to do it again because the only other relevant tough games are at home. So that's good, but. Then, then the question is, all right, how does the team respond to essentially being out of it? And, and we'll see. But, yeah, a conversation with Josh Vitale of the Montgomery Advertiser coming up. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Josh Vitale of the Montgomery Advertiser hanging out with us for a few minutes. 
Josh, how are you? Doing great, Zach. How are you? I'm doing well. So I understand that you are on your way down to Baton Rouge right now. On the way in a part of Alabama where there's not a lot going on. Yeah, that's not a super fun drive. I, I did that last time Auburn went down there, and it's just not really anything great about it. I mean, you get to Mobile, and you feel like you're close, and you're you're really not. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, what are, you, what are you thinking about this game? I mean, obviously, the, the obvious storyline is Auburn hasn't won there in forever, and now they have a chance, kind of. I mean, it, it seems like LSU, from a talent standpoint and a scheme standpoint, going into this game, I mean, they're just going to be a lot better. Yeah, it seems like you know, Auburn hasn't won here in forever, and this might be one of the better LSU teams they've faced in that stretch, if not the best, just given the talent LSU has on offense and what they've been doing so far this season. It, yeah, I don't think LSU's faced as a defense as good as Auburn's, because when they played Florida, you know, Florida didn't really have Jabari Zuniga and Jonathan Greenard at 100%, but Auburn hasn't faced an offense as good as LSU, so that's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see how, how that plays out. Do you think that, I mean, when you when you look at this team and you're kind of projecting what's going to happen from an Auburn standpoint, here's what I think is going to happen. I think it's going to be similar to two years ago. I think the offense is going to have a script put together. They're going to go down, score two or three quick times, and then, like in the past in LSU, they, they'll just kind of stall. I mean, what are your expectations for Auburn's offense going up against this LSU defense that – really hasn't been able to stop anybody this year. Uh, Auburn has to score early and continue to score, and that's that's kind of been the problem this season is that they've, they've gotten off to good starts in games, but they've really gone into like a second-quarter lull. Uh, you saw it last week in Arkansas when they you know scored 17 points in the first quarter then gained only 13 yards in the second. Um, and it's plus just that game. It's been a lot of games this year where they just they haven't scored. They've gotten off to good starts, and they haven't continued it, and they have to find a way to continue it. Because you know, I think, like you said, I think Auburn can score on this LSU defense. This LSU defense is giving up points this season, um, but it's scoring a ton, too. So you can't score 14 points early and then slow down. You have, you're going to have to keep pace with this LSU offense. What do you think is going to give first? I mean, do you think it's this uh, solid Auburn defense that we've seen kind of be able to hold everybody, with, with the exception of Florida? But even when you look at Florida, it was really just two plays. Do you think LSU is going to have a be able to have a lot of big plays like Florida did? And really, I mean, I guess Oregon had a few big ones in the season opener. Do you think it's going to be more like that, or do you think they're going to be able to kind of get chunk plays consistently? I I think LSU has a chance to be able to get chunk plays consistently, just because you look at the maybe the weak point in Auburn's defense is the secondary, not in terms of giving up huge long passing plays because they really haven't let quarterbacks complete many passes of twenty or more yards in the air. Um, but they have given up, you know, a decent amount of intermediate jumps, you know, against Oregon, against Mississippi State, against Texas A&M. Um, and none of those passing offenses are as good as the one they'll face against LSU. So if, if Joe Burrow gets the rhythm early and starts hitting some, you know, intermediate throws down the field and LSU gets moving, Auburn's defense could be in trouble. So it's going to have to it's going to have to play its best game of the season. Do you think the defensive backs are going to be asked to just kind of jam the receivers at the line? I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that Auburn's defense, to me anyway, has been significantly better when the defensive backs are asked to play man-on-man and say, hey, we're better, tougher, faster than you. But the question is, like, if they're asked to do that, are they better, faster, and tougher than the LSU receivers? I mean, are you expecting to see a lot of one-on-one battles? 
Uh, probably. Uh, I think the key is going to be not there is if, is if the defensive line can get to Burrow. If, if Burrow has time to throw the football, it doesn't really matter how well the secondary plays. He's got enough weapons that someone's going to be open eventually. It's, it's going to be on the defensive line to to get there. And, you know, not a lot of teams have. He's been sacked, I think, only 12 times all season. Um, but the defensive line is going to have to get there because the secondary, no matter well, how well it plays, if Joe Burrow has time to throw, he's going to find someone open eventually. How do you think weather is going to play into what LSU does offensively? A lot of talk how it's supposed to be storming down Baton Rouge. Going to be a lot of rain. Maybe the field's going to be pretty wet. I I, I think that takes away the advantage of being able to to pass the football consistently. I mean, do do you think that's going to help Auburn's chances if it's kind of gross down there? Um, Looking at the weather, I mean, there's a lot of rain today and there's rain tomorrow morning, but looking at the hourly forecast, it's supposed to clear out um, by the time the game starts, and obviously it never rains in Tiger Stadium. That's the legend. So I, I don't see weather being a huge factor in this game. Okay. All right. So I think a lot of Auburn fans are kind of banking on that, slowing down Joe Burrow's passing attack. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking at the forecast now, and, yeah, I think you're um, I think you're dead right. So looking at when Auburn has the football, running back a, a huge talking point, you, you think Cam Martin's the guy? I mean, when when the game was close last week, when the game was still in hand, I mean, he got all the touches. DJ Williams didn't really touch the football until it was um, the game was kind of over. Do you expect that to change, or do you think Cam Martin's the guy? I mean, they, they, they started going at DJ when they were up 17 nothing in the third quarter, so I don't think any one of them is the guy. I think Cam Martin may start probably will start just because he's the veteran, he's the senior leader, and Gus Malzahn really likes him and trusts him. But I think you're going to see all five guys play and play consistently. I mean, Cam Martin had the first, you know, had 10 carries early, but D.J. Williams out-touched him. Uh, Sean Shivers got involved. Harold Joyner got involved late. Uh, Malik Miller plays his role. So I don't think there is a guy in that room right now. I think you're going to see all five of them play. It's just a matter of, you know, when they play. All right, so I mean, you think when the when the game is still relevant? I mean, you think even Harold Joyner and Malik Miller have a, a relevant role as far as the running back rotation? Well, Malik Miller does. Malik Miller is a third down back. He doesn't touch the ball at some, but he's in the game a lot, uh, especially now with Whitlow out. Um, Harold Joyner is kind of more wait and see. I mean, we haven't really seen him play kind of a relevant role when the game's still in hand since that Texas A&M game when he was in on the early script. Um, I think that if you're looking about, you know, main backs, you're probably looking at more Cam Martin, Sean Shivers, and DJ Williams. But I think all five are going to have a role at some point. I mean, the the hype for Harold Joyner after that touchdown run and, and when he was kind of doing mop-up duty late last week, I think Auburn fans really want to see Harold Joyner, but it just doesn't seem like that's um, that it's his time. I mean, wh- what are you hearing about him, Josh? I think it's you got to look at the way Auburn saw him when he signed. Auburn really never brought Harold Joyner to Auburn to be a true running back. I mean, when he got here, they were talking to Charles Clay, H-back, tight end kind of hybrid role, and then when that really didn't fit, um, they came into this year thinking, you know, running back slash slot receiver. So, you look at just the track record of since he signed, Auburn has never really said, we want Harold Joyner to be a 50-20 carry running back. They've seen him as sort of a a gadget role player type guy. So the fact that I mean I know fans get excited when it seems more a thirty yard touchdown late um, against a bad defense that had already given up. But you know I, I don't think you're going to see Harold Joyner 
be a guy who's going to be a, a key member of the rushing attack, getting 10, 12 yards, 12, 10, 12 carries early in the game right now. I mean, they, Auburn has shown, Auburn hasn't shown anything that moves towards that. That's, there's a reason they tried in that multiple position since they got here. All right, and looking at wide receiver, Josh, I mean, guys like Eli Stove, I mean, it, it seems like he's kind of taken a back seat to the the, the the passing game that's really just featured Seth Williams and, and Anthony Schwartz mainly of late. Uh, do you see more Eli Stove possibly with the, with the defense possibly being a little bit more spread out with the lack of a running threat? No, I think you're going to see a little less of Eli Stove. You're going to continue to see that. I mean, because you look at last week and Anthony Schwartz getting more involved, what led to that was Anthony Schwartz had been playing split ends along with Seth Williams that almost rotated at that spot. But during the bye week, they moved Anthony Schwartz to the flanker spot that Eli Stove plays. And if Schwartz is there and Seth is a split end, that's less snaps for Stove. And you, know, you look at what Schwartz is doing. Schwartz is averaging 16.5 yards per touch. Eli Stove playing that same role is averaging 9.5 yards per touch. Um, Eli Stove has a role in this team. I think you'll continue to see him get opportunities at some point. But if you're, if you're looking at guys Auburn wants to target in the passing game, you have to look at Williams and Schwartz because they're playing at a level above everyone else in the roster right now. Who, who would you put as the, the number three option in the passing game right now? I mean, the guy who's going to be on the field is South Canelo because they love him as a blocker, and he's been pretty good at that this season. As far as a third target, you know, it could be Eli, it could be Will, it could be Sal. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that could be, but um, there's a clear one and two, and after that, it's a pretty big drop off the three, I think. Josh Vitale, the Montgomery Advertiser, joining us for another few minutes, and I really appreciate it, Josh. How, how do you think, I mean, we, we saw Bo Nix not respond well to the adversity of playing on the road in Gainesville in the swamp. I mean, you could tell the communication, and I mean, it got to him. And he was, I think it's by far his worst game that he's played at Auburn. This situation is going to be worse. Do you think uh, Do you think he'll kind of be able to grow from that from the swamp, or do you think we'll see more of freshman Bo Nix? I think he has to grow from it. Um, I, I mean, I think going into that game, I, I just don't think Auburn was prepared. And not not saying they did a bad job. I just don't think Gus Malzahn never been there. I don't think he expected it to be as loud as it was, and it, it got to them. I think they they put in a big focus, big emphasis on being able to play better in the noise uh, over the last uh, you know few weeks of practice. I think you'll see less of Bo Nix going into the line and looking to the sideline and getting a check and trying to relay. I think you'll see Bo Nix get to the line, have a play call on it and not through trying to communicate um, you know, with the offensive linemen and the wide receivers over the, over the crowd noise. Um, I think, um, I think the, the thing that Auburn needs to do is to get Bo Nix in a rhythm early, get him some short, quick throws uh, that he can play. They did it against Arkansas when he hit uh, Anthony Schwartz for that quick screen that's playing over the middle. You have to get him in a rhythm. When you saw it at Arkansas, again, not the same situation because the crowd noise isn't there at Arkansas. But in that second half, when he had eight of eight passes for 130 of one yards and three scores, you can see how good he is and he gets into a rhythm. But you got to get him some throws and get him into that rhythm first. As far as crowd involvement, was that Arkansas game last week one of the worst ones you've seen in a while? Yeah, that was rough. Um, it was sad walking in. It was sad when we got there. It was still sad when we left. <laughs> I think that's a good way to put it, man. I almost felt bad for him. I mean, we had uh, we had the guy that does a Locked On Arkansas podcast on. He's like, dude, I was, like fans were super upset. I mean, it, I hope we don't lose by thirty. And obviously, they they did. But man, I, I just I've it's been a while since I felt so bad for a fan base. But 
Man, Arkansas's got it rough, but obviously uh, that will not be the case when Auburn's opponent this weekend. So LSU, uh, you got a uh, you got a score prediction, Josh? Uh, in the Montgomery Advertiser today, I picked uh, LSU forty-two, Auburn twenty-seven. So what's the uh, what's the pulse of the fan base if that happens? Are people calling for Gus's job? Uh, I mean, probably, but they shouldn't be. I mean, LSU is the number two team in the country, maybe the best team in the country with a Heisman Trophy quarterback. To if, if you're going to call for Gus Malzahn's head for losing to one of the best teams in the country at a place that Auburn hasn't won since 1999, that's that's kind of a huge problem at this point. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Where can people find all your stuff, Josh? All right, thanks, bud. Drive safe. Appreciate it. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. Good stuff as always from Josh. Typically the perfect Monday guest, but now hanging out with us on this Friday. Thank you again to Fetch Me Home Delivery for sponsoring today's show. And we'll be back on Monday to recap Auburn's game against LSU. It's going to be fun either way. Hopefully, folks listening in a good mood, not listening to get the scoop on what went wrong. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. Enjoy your game day, everyone. Enjoy your weekend. We'll be back on Monday. This has been another edition of the Locked On Auburn Podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.